This is Kirby, your Game Master, and you're listening to Starshot. Today I am with Tom, uh, and we are going to be talking about The Few. Uh, Tom, uh, would you care to say hi? Hi, how's everyone, how's everyone doing today? So, The Few wasn't the original name uh, for your Cabal when I had handed it to you. Basically, they were referred to as Keepers of the Flame, and before I hand the spotlight over to you... I'll just read the little blurb that comes with that playbook. So for those who haven't maybe listened to the other episodes, we essentially played Season Zero with a completely different system. Worldfall, which is a spinoff from uh, Life Among the Runes uh, Legacy 2nd uh, Edition. And uh, essentially the players were playing as different cabals uh, in addition to having like a normal character. So we would zoom in and out the action. And Tom here actually played Keepers of the Flame, whose blurb reads as such. The Church of the New World, whether they revere the face of their distant homeland or have found a new religion on this alien planet, their power to manipulate the society of the colony is immense. Now, Tom, you actually ended up renaming this to The Few, uh, and you basically came up with The Few's like doctrine and sort of culture, and I, I think we're just going to start off there. So I think when I first read the blurb for the Worldfall template, the Keepers of the Flame, uh, I was really worried about creating either, kind of like a stereotypical idea of what a religion as a power or a faction could be on a new world. Uh, I think what I was most worried about was either creating a kind of fanatical uh, sect that would have either positive or negative traits associated with them, but they would be these kind of, you know, all believing uh, and, and pe- kind of believing in their, in their supremacy, whether for good or, or not. Now, I wanted to avoid that path. Uh, I also wanted to still create an interesting kind of oppositional force to some of the other political factions on uh, what would eventually be called Janus. What I try to do is take some of the template of the original Worldfall Keepers of the Flame kind of religious template and take it down a path where I, I've created a faction I thought, at least, I, I, I at least personally thought would be would be fun to play, uh, creating a kind of political opposition to some of the other interests uh, of the colonists on, on Janus, but would also be not, not necessarily... Uh, either a, a, a well, I, I want I want to enjoy playing it. I I, I did not want to play a malevolent uh, religious sect. I I wanted their interest to still run counter to what was what else was being uh, run by my my friends in the system. So I created the few. My background in education is absolutely not in any kind of religious history or doctrine. So I know so little about kind of the, the history of, of organized religion in the world. So I, I I came from an absolute place of ignorance when I created this this this, this group of people. But I did briefly look up the idea of some kind of the histories of more revolutionary, revolution-centric religious organizations, especially those kind of born out of the socialist movement in South America. What I kind of wanted to create was a religious religious sect or group that was a supporter of uh, kind of the underclass in society, but also brought in some tenets of you know pacifism and uh, non-intervention, and also and also a uh, a sense of uh, you know, a, a connection, a spiritual connection to all living things, not quite in the, like the Star Wars, like force kind of way, but the sense that everything is, is a sacred coming from a divine spark of sorts. So what I, what I wanted to have was a political organization 
that would have its its beliefs rooted in kind of the, like the the sacred the sacredness of life in a way that would be a fun way to oppose some of the maybe more exploitative uh, tendencies of the other sex, whether for good or bad. So that's where the few came from. Uh, to put to put it like a, a kind of a, a much longer meandering description of them. That was my original intention. This kind of group that was not fanatical in the sense that they wanted to see the sacred sacredness of life be preserved, but a organization that was maybe less less empowered on the old earth and found themselves with a new foothold of influence on a new uh, colonial planet. What I was really interested in, the fact was like that I could I could use I could play a group that had left Earth uh, with very little political power, but in a sense that a new world was was being created and colonized that uh, a few members of the sect who maybe had some more charisma or influence could then find a way to regrow what was kind of a, a remnant of a, of a uncivilized age back on old earth so that, that that's kind of where i where i started and i, I think what was was fun uh and i, I don't I, you know this this all happened like kirby mentioned before we start releasing episodes in this current season uh but i had a lot of good a lot of good opportunities to kind of play against some of the kind of benevolent and malevolent exploitation of Janus, which kind of was in the form of the Goodman Foundation. Goodson? Goodson? Or Goodman? Goodson, right? Goodson, yeah. Sorry, you can tell I have had zero interaction with the Goodson Foundation this season because I don't remember anything about them. But the Goodson Foundation and also uh, James's character, Cole Reinhardt, uh, was kind of the malevolent expo- exploitative force. And in what I wanted to... I know that Andrew was playing the Goodson Foundation as kind of benevolent, unite the people. You know, we're going to harness this this new uh, energy for good kind of faction. But I thought it'd be more fun to take that what might seem like natural allies with the Goodson Foundation and still view them in a similar light as the Cole, as Cole Reinhardt, which is that they're still trying to exploit what would turn out to be a living world uh, for their own purposes, which which was against the kind of tenets of the few. So that, that 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 the discovery of the um, the world soul was not something I knew ahead of time. I mean, Kirby did a great job of kind of unfurling that narrative over the course of the the first session zeros before we started the the new sessions. But the world soul was actually not known to the the few. So the, the backstory kind of goes that when the few landed, they were, they were able to kind of find some of these artifacts they weren't quite sure of, but they kind of guarded them, you know, pretty no pun intended religiously because they wanted to make sure that they weren't exploited by the other factions on the planet. It turns out that those things that they were guarding uh, were elements of the world soul, or at least ways to con- communicate with the world soul. Uh, and that kind of led them to be solidified in their belief that uh, Janus was a planet that was not meant for uh, human colonization. So even as the few have kind of interspersed themselves amongst the population of Janus, they are the biggest believers in the world soul's original declaration to the rest of the colonists to leave in what was it 70 years uh 100, 100 years and I, I, is, is that is that knowledge that people would have at this point that that there is a, is a deadline to us leaving yes okay so basically there is a known deadline uh and this was brought to light because of mckinley playing as guardians of eden uh probably in conjunction with what you were doing mckinley actively like sought to basically let the public know and so they they made a role world falls a type of system where you have like mixed consequences or potentially have mixed consequences and mckinley had made a role and rolled one of those mixed uh, consequences because i wanted him to roll because basically if i came up to you tom and said that the world's like actually living you might not believe me right so uh 
I, I basically had him roll to see like how persuasive his uh, faction would be, and because he got a mixed consequence, he managed to convince like a majority of the people that there's a world soul, uh, and that the deadline's real, that you have to get out of here in 100 years, but there is, uh, as a result of that role, also like a minor portion of the population that does not believe in the world soul, and thinks that we should be staying. And I think that that kind of staying element is one of the more kind of natural oppositional forces to the few these days. The fact that the uh, the few, and, and actually, and, uh, just to kind of to quickly kind of do a sidetrack and say where the name came from, uh, I, I, I always envisioned that these uh, adherents to the faith were members of this, the sect, kind of, there, there was always a sense of a, a misunderstanding of an, an underestimation of how uh, spread out and, and kind of uh, large the, the few uh, adherents were so i always thought of it as, as the many few there are you know there are many of them but the perception of their of their influence and how widespread their beliefs are in society especially on janus is 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 a uh, way uh, undercounted essentially so that's why there are many of them but but few are noticed so that their uh their their acts of devotion and the ways they communicate to each other are done so subtly uh to, to basically say below the surface so while they're while they the, the, the length of their, or the breadth of their uh, influence over the population of Janus may be more widespread than seems. Uh, they still seem, seem at first blush like a, like a minor player in the, in the overall game. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed early on playing against what the Gibson Foundation and the Reinhardt Industries were trying to do, uh, basically not being a, a, an ally to either, but being in somewhat opposition to both. I mean, naturally, Cole and Reinhardt Industries were a real you know, antagonist to, to the few in the sense that, you know, I did, the, the few were, it was, you know, abhorrent to them that there would be somebody who would be uh, basically exploiting the resources of Janus the same, exploiting the, the labor of the colonists themselves too. So Reinhardt was, was someone who, you know, always was pretty much diametrically opposed to. Uh, but even with Goodson, you know, Goodson and uh, my character Carter from the, from the uh, earlier sessions uh, eventually did communicate with the World Soul together because, uh, Based on what was happening to the Earth and the you know destruction of the colony, Carter and and uh, Michael Goodson together went to contact the planet. But Carter was able to extract from Michael uh, an agreement to basically just destroy the apparatus to uh, to communicate with the World Soul thereafter. The idea being that there would be you know no further interaction with the Earth and kind of hasten that that exit from from Janus. So the, so the few have always been in support of that eventual hundred year deadline to get off the planet, and they are they are thorough believers in that. Uh, that the world still exists and that there, that is a very real deadline. To kind of talk about stuff that you introduced into the season that we're still kind of seeing uh, in play for the current season, I guess we'll start with uh, what you introduced with character creation. So every playbook was basically asked to contribute something to the map, something to the uh, world uh, building elements of the game. And you had chosen, um, I think you originally phrased it as like subterranean entrances. And then I'm not sure, maybe I might have like accidentally twisted it, or maybe you came up with this idea a little bit later on. Uh, but that became uh, the idea that there were like these alien vaults that were already located across the planet that your organization was essentially protecting. Those that those are the the thirteen I think called subterranean chambers uh, with with fortified blast walls, and they actually uh, originally were, were conceived as kind of priories. Sorry, not priories. Uh, yeah, like priories of the the, the few itself. They were kind of original places of secret worship. 
but uh, also uh, you know, in, in defense of those of the of the secrets beyond the, the the few didn't want whatever secrets were behind those blast doors to become known to the larger population. Basically, worried about what uh, would be used and destroyed by the by the larger population of colonists. Uh, but, I, but I think that's what you ended up in a very clever way uh, turning into seemingly uh, artifacts related to the world soul. Now I, we only ever saw the one, which ended up being kind of a communication device to the world soul. So I, I guess the question that I don't, that the, that the few don't know, and I don't know personally, is what the, the other twelve might have held if it held if it was the same thing or not. But I think it was, it was pretty cool to to take that original idea of something that the, the few could protect, some kind of resource the few could protect that that came with Janus and, and turn into the, the kind of the main motivation for for this this kind of world soul and, and kind of bicameral uh, mind of the of the planet. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting if your character, which at the time of this recording uh, might be a little, a little hit or miss, I won't spoil anything, uh, but uh, I think it was pretty interesting on your decision on like how the few would actually handle that. It's, it's not like they want to actually hoard that technology for themselves, they just don't want anyone to have it, right? Right, and, and it, was, it was always meant to be kind of frustrating. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see, I, I, I didn't want them to be this, you know, perfectly, you know, righteous and 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 correct group that you know was the holiest of the holy groups on the planet, you know, and, and who knew all and, and were doing everything in good faith. Like I, I, I wanted them to have a, a, a singular purpose and do it with without a level of, with, with with forthrightness, but not without fanaticism. That would still be somewhat frustrating to the rest of the factions. Not 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 like a not an emotional way, but in terms of their own ambitions, you know, right? It's it's something that they could could thwart, kind of their naked ambitions of what they would want to do as a faction. So, that that was the original point of the, the defense. But I think what was interesting from a gameplay standpoint, you know, we had originally started out with you know, that Worldfall system where it was basically a race to that, you know, it was a race to a convention essentially where you know we would all spend several sessions role playing and uh, gathering resources for our faction and use those resources to then have a seat at the table at the actual constitutional convention, so to speak, for the, for the planet and for the colony. Uh, the biggest conflict I had along the way was I initially my reaction was, well, the few are apolitical. They have this one purpose in mind, which is to prevent the destruction of, of the natural world, whether it be on Earth or elsewhere. And so going to a convention that would essentially be divvying up political power seemed kind of anathema to what they would want. But it became clear to me early on that as I saw, like, coal, you know, coal industries, coal, sorry, yeah, Col- Reinhardt Industries and the Goodson Foundation kind of amassing resources that it would, in the practical standpoint for the from this kind of oppositional role playing, is that I would suddenly find myself without any seat and a voice at the table, in, the, in that convention. So, what I, I I kind of was of two minds about it, but one one was I wanted to to create resources for the few that they would then use to basically destroy the convention, not not like a terroristic way, but in a kind of a political way, you know, would ruin its influence or, or, or find a way to kind of thwart the overall ambitions of that convention. But what I decided to do instead was do a lot of kind of shuttle diplomacy uh, between myself, the Goodson Foundation, and um, McKinley's faction, the uh, the Gardeners of Eden, what is it? Guardians of Eden, sorry. Duh. And, and so, like, and, and it's funny because, like, uh, what, what ended up happening is, once it became clear that all these factions were kind of going to kind of hit the, the finish line at the same time and influence the convention kind of equally, I spent the night before the convention and even the day before that drafting a like a kind of a grand compact between me and the Guardians of Eden and Goodson, uh, Goodson Foundation, basically me and McKinley and, and Andrew. 
and kind of refined all all this kind of grand grand bargain essentially to extract from it what uh, the the few wanted, which was which was a uh, agreement to leave the planet eventually, and an agreement to limit and except you know as much as possible the use of resources from the planet. And I agreed to a lot of things. I gave up a lot of things to get that, but I eventually got it from from both McKinley and Andrew from from Goods and in, uh, Foundation and from the Guardians of Eden. Uh, but the the point of it was to kind of uh, be in opposition to what Reinhardt Industries was trying to do to the planet at the time, and I wanted I wanted to be kind of a big grand dramatic moment in the convention itself, where it was almost like kind of ambushing uh, coal specifically with this this big kind of coalition uh, and, and an agreement already in place. And so what's funny is that you know if 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 you ever kind of that audio is released. Uh, you know, who knows? After, you know, 100 years from now, 2,000 years from now, when when you know the time capsules open up for this whole thing, uh, you'll you'll hear. I think, if I remember correctly, you know, kind of uh, James being taken aback by by what we were proposing and, and being kind of blindsided by it. But that's kind of that's kind of a point in the, in the role play itself was to make it seem like you know he had no choice but to go along with this coalition. But the, the few kind of basically that, that 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 was the evolution from me thinking that the few would be completely apolitical. Defining myself, becoming like this this shuttle shuttle diplomat for the last push to make sure that the few could get their ambitions across on Janus. Yeah, absolutely. And just a point of clarification for those who maybe didn't listen to the other Reinhardt Industries highlight, or maybe haven't been following Cole's character at all. Uh, but to be clear, the Cole that's been published in episodes uh, for the well aired season is the uh, descendant of the cold that was in season zero that poke here is talking about uh who is frankly like objectively speaking was not a great man very self-centered uh, i think at some point he had a propaganda campaign going and uh enlisted the few to do some like art projects for him uh, in which case poke i remember you subtly put in a giant like fuck you into the artwork yeah yeah I don't know. If you I, I, that, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, there were, at, at one point to try to amass resources for myself to get that to get that hit that you know kind of number for the convention, uh, I, I agreed to, to you know uh, partner with with Cole, but only to, to create to create some artwork essentially that I could use as a resource. Uh, but the whole point of that was to basically sabotage the artwork, and I, I don't think I ever actually I don't know if you ever actually found out about that. I think that, that was a role you and I did on the side. Which succeeded, and I don't think Cole ever found out. But the whole point was to kind of, you know, undermine his his. Uh, it, was, it was very much like a lionizing art project for for Cole himself. You know, it was, it was kind of. I think it was like artwork for the lobby of his corporate headquarters on Janus. So trying to trying to do that. Yeah, and and you know, so it's it's it was a. I don't know. The the session zero journey was interesting because I was playing. My faction was the few, but I actually originally it started out as a character I, I kind of envisioned as a, a dissatisfied. Um, of ex naval officer on, on board the colony ships, uh, who as an individual would come, would be kind of turned to the, to the faith by the faithful on the ship uh, post world fall itself. I don't remember if that's exactly how it turned out, uh, but you know, the, so there there was some backstory to my original character that he he wasn't quite a member of the few, but he ended up being their kind of one of their their, their leaders on Janus initially. Yeah, so I I think it's you know it was, it was fun it was fun to see the few kind of evolve as a political force from the first episode to the last just because it was, it was a complete reinvention in, in my mind of what I was trying to do with them and it was fun along the way to do it so, you know, I think you really crafted a, a world that made the the few have to become a real political player and I think what's fun about that is it's basically had a, lot of, a big influence on the current setup you know the few are still 
uh, abiding by their kind of doctrine of non-intervention with living things to to put it poorly it's not a great way to describe it but at the same time they've set up you know these these uh amy fawns restaurants and uh and kind of shuttle services and still trying to become uh you know influencers on the planet in a way that uh, i mean to their own doctrine of course of of of, of uh non-violence and and uh kind of the sacredness of living things uh but they but they are you know they they understand the practical elements of having to survive on a planet for the next hundred years at least or until the, the a big enough ship can get them off so I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of growth of the few in the first session that you know has a pretty lasting impact on how it goes going how, how it plays going forward. It's it's been a lot of fun to to keep playing with the few and uh, kind of play it out. But I, but I think what's what's nice about this season is that there hasn't been a lot of you know real exploration of the the tenets of the few. You know my my character for the most part has been kind of a you know, I'm trying to play in a, a good guy, a guy who's who's kind of not not you know entirely selfless, but at the same time is is, is looking out for the the interests of what he, you know, the people he views as innocent uh, in the world, especially clones. I mean, they, you know, the, uh, Polk's, you know, feelings towards clones are heavily in- influenced by his religion. Uh, and a lot of that comes from what happened in the in the season zero introduction. But you know, there's not there's not a ton of exp- of, of uh, exploration of kind of the overall uh, tenets of the of the religion, which, which I think is good because it leaves a lot a lot to be left left open for further exploration exploration and also refinement. Because I don't really know everything yet. I'm still kind of working out in my own head. I think that kind of just represents just like the base concept of of the few just being like with the current setup in the current season. Like, yeah, we we haven't seen like we've only seen like the tip of the iceberg to the few. I feel like, but I think that's kind of like on purpose kind of the point right because your faction like at the end of it pretty much grew to be force that was behind the scenes kind of because i i don't think without without you i don't think um we would have had that team up against cole renhart you kind of have set up this network for the few in the current season where you just kind of have this network where we have these various checkpoints and we have this shuttle service and we have all these different like amy fawn restaurants uh chain which are all led by the few except if i'm not mistaken it's not like openly led by the few and so it's it's essentially like the few in season zero was like a tidal wave and now in season one it has like ebbed back into the ocean but can still like come back again uh if the time ever comes because yeah you, you mentioned that you have like that singular purpose with the few and that's to make sure that the remaining uh vaults the remaining subterranean uh entrances are protected and so i don't think we're really going to see a version of the few where they're in your face uh, until some sort of crisis calls them to action, to action which we might be building to. Um, that's something you and I are going to talk about through emergent gameplay. I, I don't think we've decided how the few ha- is going to react to this, um, to what's been happening on Janus uh, in these recent episodes. But I think that's something we'll probably explore together here in the future, uh, assuming things work out for your character. Uh, you're in a pretty tight spot uh, right now as of this recording. I'm not sure when this episode's gonna release, but I imagine it's gonna release uh, shortly before or after the episode that you and I are both thinking of. I, 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 will, I will say what's, what's been really cool about this, kind of both both of these game formats and the, the, the world they've created is like, you know, I've, I've I'm not obviously not as big of a role player as you have been, Kirby, over your your, your illustrious career as a you know a, a paid and in demand uh, GM. But uh, 
I'm just joking. You're a great GM. I'm not trying to be facetious. Uh, but I, th I think what's really cool about this is, you know, I've, I've played a fair, a, a number of kind of RPGs over the years, and, you know, I, I try to craft characters that have some depth to them, but at the end of the day, their their decisions tend to be kind of binary. Uh, they like to fight things. They don't like to fight things. They like to talk their way out of things. They don't. You know, they, they had a childhood trauma. They didn't. That, or they didn't. But I, but I think what's cool about what this setup is, is that I've really had to think about the motivations of a, a character, in this case, multiple characters, and a faction and how they intertwine more than I have of any kind of role playing I've done before. Where, you know, not only is, it, is the world evolving around around these guys, they have to kind of change their philosophies on the fly uh, and see what, 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 what needs to bend and what can't break, but also just the overall motivations and what, and what it means. Uh, kind of on a day-to-day -day basis, so I, I really enjoy how much I've had to think outside uh, this the, the, the actual gameplay. You know, between sessions, about okay, did, did I did I do a good job about role-playing these guys that that past session? Do they stick do they stick to their word and their and their beliefs, or did they change them when they had to for good reason? And it's it's been a good kind of exercise for me. I've really really enjoyed it, and, and it's it's been it's been fun to play them and see them go from their first day on on Janus back in you know episode zero to Polk, you know, kind of trying to stay alive in the, in the wilds of Janus and kind of left to his own devices. So I, I really, I've really enjoyed what you've, what you've created Kirby. And, uh, and I, I think it's been a lot of fun to play the few. Yeah. Actually, speaking of character evolution, I don't think we ever talked about whatever happened to Carter. Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I have, I think once we got past the convention, um, you know, my, my, my initial, I, originally I, I, one of the, the landmarks I created, uh, beyond just those 13 chambers was uh, a big natural canyon. You know, I, I thought of this as, as even larger than the Grand Canyon on, on Janus, which would eventually be kind of a pilgrimage site uh, for members of the few to kind of, who, who had, who were some of the few people who actually kind of uh, charted or charted this area and kind of knew its ins and outs. Uh, so this, this kind of pilgrimage site in this large canyon would be a place where uh the worshippers will create big, like large mur murals and frescoes, things like that. Uh, and so, I, in my mind, at least initially, now if, if this is the original, the, the end fate of Carter, you know, I, I don't, I don't know yet, but I think that Carter probably eventually retired to that canyon to become kind of a recluse and a hermit after, you know, because I, I, I would imagine that the, the rep, the kind of after effects of the political convention that the few were influential in may not have sat well with, you know universally amongst the adherents of the few. So I'd imagine that Carter, despite working uh, for the few and its political gains early on, may have become a little disillusioned and ended up kind of you know, becoming a hermit in this big canyon. Okay, yeah. I think that's something we're going to have to explore directly or indirectly at some point. Like, I'm, I'm not going to shoot in, or like uh, shoehorn Carter into a session, but... I think that's something that you and I will try to figure out, like on top of trying to make more like world building decisions regarding the few. So that's going to be interesting. So yeah, you, you heard it first folks uh, <laughs> here on this highlight. What happened to the uh, unaired season with, uh, with regards to Carter and the few, I think that about covers it. We covered a lot of ground today. Do you have anything you want to add before we close out? Uh, I, th I think that the only other thing that I want to talk about is that, so, Amy Fawns is an anagram. Now, what that anagram is, or is that, is that the right word? An anagram? When it's, when it's a bunch of mixed up letters? Yeah, anagram. Uh, is an anagram. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Uh, there aren't many letters in Amy Fawns, so I imagine it's pretty simple, and I don't imagine it's very deep. 
Uh, so don't expect some hidden secret or some profound revelation. It's probably something stupid I came up with, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night or, or midnight some night when I was thinking about it. So if, you're, if, you're, if you want a good Easter egg, mix up some letters to Amy Fawns and see what you come up with. Okay. Uh, well, that's all we have today, folks. Uh, if you want to follow up on the latest news for Starshot, we are currently on Twitter at StarshotPod. Uh, all music and art was done by James, a.k.a. Solid, a.k.a. Cole Reinhardt, both senior and junior. And you can find his links in the show notes. He's, he's been writing a bunch of stuff. So uh, check out his Tumblr. Uh, we're throwing down the show notes as well uh, as he's been writing a lot of Call of Cthulhu adventures and just his own game systems. He's uh, basically going to outshine us. So we're, we're, we're basically going to try to tell him as much as we can. So there you have it, folks. Uh, we will see you from the stars.